0: Hey everybody, how do you really nurture your team and build a bulletproof culture? That's the topic for this episode for Soul Searching, the Soul Recruitment Podcast. So uh, we have a great show for you today. Um, This is a topic that's very, very close to my heart, um, the topic of company culture. Now we have Nick Hedges from Resolve HR. Nick is an Accomplished Human Resource and Workplace Relations Advisor, having worked with some of Australia's most high-profile companies, in industries such as finance, retail, manufacturing, professional services, fintech, health and aged care. With a wide variety of expertise, knowledge and skills, Nick prides himself on finding a strategic, commercially viable solution for clients while minimizing risk and exposure. So without further ado, Let's welcome Nick. Nick, how are you doing?
1: Good. How are you, Darren? Very well. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. me. I'm
0: very excited about this
1: podcast. Yeah, likewise.
0: Um, This is a topic that I absolutely love and I'm finding myself um, vimeoing and podcasting and posting about this topic all the time. So, mm. really appreciate it. I look forward to our conversation.
1: Yeah, good, should be fun.
0: Excellent. So, tell us a bit about you.
1: So, I don't know if I can add much more to that <laughs> Um Yeah, I, so I've been in this business for, um, I started this business 10 years ago. Wow. And yeah, and really it's an HR consultancy advisory. So, for small, medium businesses that really don't have HR support. So, anywhere, uh, I, I deal with businesses from anywhere from say five employees yep. to about say 200 wow. um, and even even that, that bigger size, um, I have clients that are slightly bigger than that and they might already have HR departments but I then come in as a, as a specialist or an extra pair of hands on projects and those sorts of things. Um, but the sort of things that I really get involved with, I'm, I'm, I work a lot on compliance and terminations of employment and yep. performance management, underperformance yep. and how do we get more out of their performance and policies and all that sort of stuff, so I do that. I do a lot of bullying and harassment yeah. sort of gigs, which people often go. That must be hard. Or I go. It's quite hard, but it's really interesting. Yeah. Everything, everything's yeah. a new day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
0: these days, what about cyber bullying? Is that something that comes oh, into your territory
1: now? Huge. Yeah, it's it's becoming more and more. Yeah. Um, so, and then social media and all that stuff yep. as well plays a plays a part on that. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of training, yep. Great. Um, and then and then finally, which is what we're going to talk about today. We do a lot of stuff around um, leadership and values and culture and developing. Uh, employee engagement and getting people to feel more engaged within their workplaces. And then obviously there's the advice piece that comes across all that. So that's what I do.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. And I mean, this is really important, even from a recruitment point of view, um, you know, recruitment is one part of the hiring process or one part of the acquiring of quality talent process, Mm. keeping people and and keeping them for a long time and nurturing them is another whole part of the process so yep. I can't stress that enough yep. hiring is only one part yep. keeping them and and um, nurturing them and Developing helping them develop them. Yep. and all that is so important so that's yep. all what we're going to talk about today totally so mate um, how do you build a company what does company culture mean why is it so important these days
1: it's a big topic yes. um, and we're going to try to you know smash it in, in, a, in a small period of yep. time but uh, I mean culture culture can be a lot of different things but yep. culture can be um, the way we do things around here, and that 's often the way the concept of culture is is, is understood, so yeah. the way things are the way the way people do things within within their workplace almost like a religion yeah, a little bit the way things are understood you yeah. know when, when you work with us, you know you should expect the following, yeah. um, whether it be behaviors or what we do and those sorts of things, so in a nutshell that 's kind of what it is um, but it it really what culture does as well is helps to define a business and it's not just a business strategy that helps define where we're going but also the culture helps to define it so so the more we have that um and when we talk about beliefs uh and value systems and our traditions like the religion type of concept or that analogy um it's it's the what sets us apart as an organization um to others uh that that really defines our culture and that's really what culture is about
0: definitely and people can you know, people can tell, they can feel culture more than they can see it. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, even in recruitment, people ask me to, uh, you know, define the culture, give me an example of the culture. It's hard. Yeah. Like really defining a company culture is difficult. You have to feel it. You have to live totally. it. Totally,
1: It is hard to define. And, and one of the things I like to do with a lot of clients that I work with is we try to define it as best as we yeah. can. So, so what are the under, what are the, what's underlying yeah. what makes people feel good and, and coming to your workplace, right? Absolutely. And so what is that about? And we try to sort of expand on that. But, but one thing, but one thing you know, I would say is that a good culture is going to attract good talent. Right, so you'd you'd know better than anybody. Yep. Um, a good culture, a fun place to work, a, a place where people are, are generally got a great vibe. You're going to be able to sell that in a sense in inverted commas Definitely. to a future candidate. Then, then if they're thinking of some stoic, you know, dead in the water. You know, yep. this is the way we've always done it, and like it or lump it sort of thing exactly. culture. So it increases engagement. Um, it helps to attract talent. Yep. A good culture is um going to basically create a, a satisfying environment for people that, that, that and when you talk about retention, that wants them to stay. They, they're going to, why would I want to leave? It's yeah. great here. The people yeah. are great. The way that they treat us are great. What, we, what I'm getting is great. The work I'm doing is meaningful, all yeah. of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's all culture.
0: Absolutely. And I'll even add to that. It's getting people to actually become your advocates and your promoters of your brand to the outside world because that in turn attracts yeah. more talent
1: totally. to the company. Totally. And it's it,
0: building that brand. It's they are advocates out there. They are soldiers out there every day working for you.
1: Totally. It's your free advertising. 100%. If you've got a great culture, people when they when you go out for people with people on a Saturday night yeah. for dinner and they go how's work? I'm loving it. it. It's fantastic. This is what we did. Oh, what wow. oh, wow. wow. makes it so good. Yeah, this yeah. is what we did on Friday. Yeah. This is what happened on Monday. Yeah. We do this once a month and and, yeah. and they're kind of going Wow, I'd love to work in a place yeah. like that. Or my
0: manager pulled me in, pulled me inside for a meeting and just said, "How are you doing? Yeah. How's life? Exactly. Are you enjoying it? Exactly. What can we do? Is yeah. there anything we can do to help you? Are are your aspirations being met?" Yeah. You know, these are the things that build company culture.
1: Totally. You know? Totally. Exactly. And I think and I think sort of the way we've just described in the last few minutes is is that that's really encapsulating what culture it is. Yeah. What culture is and and really why it's important and why why defining your culture um, is important. And, and it's not just some HR, you know, yep. easy project to do. No. It's it, There's meaning behind it. Um, and the more that people understand it and relate that to their values of their workplace, um, yep. all of those yep. things that we talked about with engagement and attracting talent and retaining talent and all of that yep. stuff just becomes uh, almost um, habit-forming and that's just yep. the it's way a, it's a done. It's a fundamental. And, yeah. and
0: you need, you know... Companies need to be thinking about their company culture and developing their culture and developing their people more so than anything else. Their people are their biggest asset. Yeah. You know, people... Do, I don't understand. There are so many companies out there, and I hear it every day from a recruitment point of view, and people saying, oh, look, you know, things are You know, the company culture is not great. People are not really aligned. You know, sometimes my... Uh, what I was sold initially for the role is not actually what they want me to do. All these disconnected factors. Totally. And this is exactly what causes problems um, and that not allows people to stay and build that you know, nurturing environment for the future.
1: Exactly. And, 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 I mean, to use an example, right, I mean, if somebody is hiring a, an accountant, yep. everybody relates to that, yep. right? I need an accountant. Anybody who's qualified to be an accountant can just do the job. Yeah. They've got the skills. They've got the capabilities. Yep. Uh, they might even have the experience. No problem. The question is, though, does that person fit, culturally fit, within your organization from yes. a workplace perspective. You know, are they going to get along with everybody? Yeah. Are, are, they, are they going to be able to relate? Are they going to be able to communicate their issues? Are they, or are they just going to sit there and crunch numbers in a spreadsheet? Yeah. So having the right person in that role is, is, is as important as knowing what the role you need done. Exactly, yeah.
0: 100%. And yes. so many of my clients are starting to do that and they're recruiting the people first and fitting them into the organization later. Yeah. I mean, that is a proactive way to recruit. And I think that's so important because these days, you know, quality talent is very short. Yeah. And it's about the people. And as you say, it's about finding out what that the value of that person is, what the intrinsic uh, values are and fitting that into the values of the company. That's how you make fits. That's how you make matches.
1: What makes them tick, and what makes your organisation tick. And can can, can we marry the two up? Exactly. Then you've got a winner. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Perfect. So how do you build a bulletproof culture? (laughs) Uh, Well,
0: well, that's the (laughs) million-dollar version, isn't it?
1: Um, And look, I'm sure if if, if, any HR consultant out there, or any culture expert, or any leadership coach, they'll, they'll have different interpretations to what to what I'm going to say, I'm just going to talk about one topic, yeah. or one area, if you like, of of, of, of a possible way of building um, a great culture, and and um, I'm all you, ears. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> this is gold. Yeah, Audience, yeah. this is gold. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. Um, so one of, the, one of the things that I often talk about with my, with my clients yeah. is is around the concept of a three-legged stool. Nice. Um, so if you think of a, a three-legged stool, it needs three legs to stand up. Yeah. Obviously, if we're lo- losing a leg, it falls. Yeah. So the, the three main aspects of, of what I would call, whether it's culture um, what I would refer to as a, a high-performing team, um, cause anybody can just have a team, which is exactly what we said. We can just have an accountant doing yep. the job, yep. um, but we want a high performing team that is united. And the three aspects are around, um, trust relationships and open and honest communication. Nice. And, and so the challenge for any organization is to define them within their own organization. So you'll have a, you'll have a concept Darren of what trust is yep. in a, in a, in a workplace and I'll have a concept so, so, so when I'm working with my clients, we spend time actually going through what does that mean? What, what does trust mean to you? And if I'm working with you, how does that trusting relationship actually work? What would I expect? Yeah. Right. Likewise with a relationship. What, what does a professional relationship look like to you? And what does it look like to so, me? And how are we going to make that work? Because everybody has a different definition. Exactly.
0: According to their history, their background, their culture, there yeah. are a million different variations.
1: Totally. And 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 you know it's obvious, but, but everybody's different, but, but at the same time, people have different levels of sensitivity and different levels of sense of humor, and yep. different, you know, diff, different, yep. different, different, For different. needs, different wants. Yeah, everybody. Triggers. Correct, so, so it's all about, it's all about trying to understand, uh, and the third aspect with open and honest communication is that can we have an honest communication with somebody that if, if my relationship with you isn't feeling right, yep. or, if I, or if you've made a decision that I don't implicitly trust, can I have that open and honest communication with you? And so when we talk about culture, those three are three very broad aspects that really helped to to, to bind a high performing team right. and what what happens is that if you don't have those three aspects, um, that's fine, you'll function and it'll happen, but you, you'll, you'll, you'll have periods of um, stagnation or, or, or low, employees, uh, low low engagement and those sorts of things because people um, don't feel that overall connection or they're not feeling that overall connection specifically with, with their um, direct manager or their team leader or yep. their supervisor. And that's really important. And that's really important. Um, and that's all also underpinned when we talk about what, what creates a bulletproof culture to your question. Um, so it's those three factors, but also then defining what are your values. And what's important to your company? Yeah. So people often talk about integrity or integrity or honesty is important. Yeah, yeah. it is and important. People
0: throw, like to throw around yeah. these words yeah. and it's, vision statements and mission yeah. statements, but do they really live it? That's another
1: whole story. And and that is that's a fundamental point you've just do made. Do they live it? Yeah, and living it means what are the behaviours? Yep. Right. So integrity, that's great. Let's let let's yeah, write so it, let's it right up. Right let's, let's put it on every wall, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, what does integrity mean to you? What does it mean to yep. me? What does it mean from an organizational Absolutely. perspective? Yep.
0: Yep. And, if I can add, it's got to come from the top down. You know, culture is built from the top down. The leader has to be living this philosophy, this religion, these values, and everybody else will in turn osmotically follow. Yes. You know, it has to be driven that yeah. way. It yeah. doesn't happen just in an isolated form, and it's not just a, a, you know, a phrase that we pull up every team meeting once a month and put it on the whiteboard and forget about it. Yeah. You know, this has got to be your everyday philosophy.
1: Totally. Exactly. And, and, you know, to that end, a fish, rot, a fish rots from the head. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, to your point, you know, yeah, like uh, the leadership, the executive, the management, they're the ones who have to drive it. Yeah. And if they're not engaged with it, Definitely. and if they, if they don't know what it's about, well then how is anybody else going to know what it's Absolutely.
0: about? The manager can't sit in his ivory tower and never see anybody and never interact with anybody and expect him yeah. to influence yeah. the culture of the rest of his team. Yeah. They never even see him yeah. or her. So yeah. you know, it's it's these are the things that are so fundamental and I talk to candidates every day, hundreds of candidates, disgruntled candidates about different situations and whatever, what, that's why they're looking to move. And a lot of the time, probably eight times out of 10, it's an issue with the company culture.
1: It, exactly, and, I, and I'd imagine it's you're crazy. probably asking them questions, what sort of culture do you want to work yeah. in? And I'm sure they're asking you back, what's the culture of the place? 100%. Um, and often that might be difficult to yeah, articulate. It is. It is. But um, but what we do know is when we see a good culture, we recognise it. Definitely. Um, and so so that's interesting. And both you and I in our travels would have seen a lot of different... Definitely. Good, good and less good rather than totally bad, but good and less good. 100%. Um, yeah. And
0: the way that I answer that actually is I say, look, you know, I tell them, you know, very uh, supportive it's collaborative the people stay for the long term but it's really about um, what are the statistics and I say look people that have been in this organization that I've placed all absolutely love it they say it's everything that you said it was going to be from the beginning and I said the staff retention is incredible people are there for five ten years to me that is an example of the culture because it is hard to sell it is hard to explain but that says it all already
1: yeah yeah, that, 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 that's, that's one of the key yep. aspects for sure. Yep. Um, you know, we often run engagement surveys and things like that because we want to get an understanding of what's good, what's bad, what's ugly. Um, and we do that when we first start working with a client yep. and then we do that periodically as we're working through, through, through our, our time with them because it's interesting to see what changes. But, um, but, but what, but what we we're just talking about there is also then um, getting, getting feedback from your team Definitely. Is vitally important. That's going to help define your culture because yeah. it's not just what the owner of the business says or the MD says, this is what I want the, the, the culture to be. Well, 100%. have we got buy-in? Yep. You know, and that yep. that's really important, yep. right? And so
0: getting feedback from a team and actually being prepared to accept that feedback and do something with it.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. And, and, and part of a good culture is being open yep. to hearing. And we talk about the three-legged stool, open communication. Yep. Well, are you open to hearing feedback about yep. what we could improve here? Yeah. So, I mean, we could talk about this for days on end, but I, I, think, I think that sort of, <laughs> yeah. a, in a nutshell, is is, is sort of um, part of the philosophy that we work with clients around culture and values. the
0: three-legged school. So what are the three? Trust,
1: relationships, uh, relationships, and... Open and honest communication. Open and honest
0: communication. Yeah. I love it. That's, yeah. you know, that's absolute uh, fundamental stuff. Yeah. Um, have you got an example, Like a, maybe a test case or an example of something that you can
1: share with us? Yeah, I've probably got, I've probably got many, um, <laughs> but, but one, well, one that... Um, one that i often talk about is um, a, a, an example that happened a little while ago um, where a client of mine um, approached me and he said nick i'm i'm uh, this this fellow was in real estate and he said uh, nick i'm i'm losing i'm losing my best people um, you know i train them up I, I teach them the ropes i show them all my stuff and then and then they leave and they go to the, they go to the guy across the road or you know down the road or whatever and he goes, so, so what have I got to do to keep them? How, how do I keep these people? Right. And I said to him, the simple answer is, I don't know, but they will know. And, and I mean, we can talk about three-legged stool, right, in that concept. Yep. But did he have a trusting relationship? Um, did he have a relationship that they could relate to each other in general, where yep. they, were they not necessarily had to like each other, but they could relate to each other and they could talk about things other than work as well that yep. was, that might be important. And also, were they open and honest with each other? So when so when this guy approached me, he said to me, you know, Nick, from a real estate perspective, he said, look, you know, I've bought this guy suits. I've bought him three or four suits over the last year. I've... Um, I've made sure he's got petrol in his car. I take him to the, to the most amazing lunches. And I'm not <laughs> talking about lunches, just, you know, any willy-nilly. I'm talking about going down, you know, into the city and Wollamaloo, Finger Wharf, and, you know, the best of the best. And, and I introduce him to the, to the best echelons of society because I'm an eastern suburbs-based um, uh, real estate agency. And I'm introducing him to, the, to, you know, to, to everybody. Yep. And yet these people leave. Right. And I said to him, the fundamental question that you're not asking them is A, you're not asking them, you're telling them what's important. And B is, you need to be asking them what is important to them. Because maybe all that stuff is important to you, having the nice suit and and having petrol in your car and having a nice car and all that is important to you. But whilst that's important to drum up business, what what actually might be important to them is the nurturing, which is what you said, the development. You know, where am I gonna be? Maybe they wanna be like you, they wanna be a principal of an agency at some point or be your partner and what are they going to need to do to get there? So they're going to need sales training. They're going to need other, you know, yeah. what is it that they need? Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, I don't ask them. And I said, well, that's, let's, let's start with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's start with that. Absolutely. And it was a fundamental paradigm shift that he needed to make where he just assumed, well, they just want to go and sell. And selling equaled money. So if they're just earning money, they'll be fine. Yeah. And clearly, the two or three people that had left, was more. It was, it was about more than money
0: incredible you know And to me it's just this stuff is so obvious and so logical when you think about it you know at, at the core we're all human beings yeah we're all driven by our own needs and wants and aspirations and a company culture has to take all that into account a good leader a good manager has to be very very close to their team his or her team understand what drives them and allow them to move down their own roadmap and everybody's roadmap is slightly different yeah but as long as they're all connected via a core, broad set of values and philosophy, then everything yeah. will continue to sail in the right direction.
1: Totally. And, and But I think it also works the other way as well. Like it's, it's, it's also allowing a manager or an executive or, or a business owner to also allow themselves to be a bit vulnerable yep. and to also open up themselves. So So whilst they're asking the person on the other side what's important to them, have that two-way conversation and say, look, what's important to me? Is that, I sure. feel, is that I want you to be nurtured. Yep. I, so you tell me, and yep. or, and this is my experience. This is what I've had. This is, the way I got nurtured and sort of got to where I'm at is because of the, So sharing those sorts of experiences. I mean, uh, a key author that I, I, I really subscribe to is Brene Brown, um, okay. and mm-hmm. she, she's, she's yeah. great. Um, if you have an opportunity to read her book, she's got a new book at the moment called Dare to Lead, which is all about this stuff around vulnerability and good leadership needs to be vulnerable as well. Okay. So we've got this concept in our head from you know the, the, the old days of oh, a, leadership, a leader needs to be, be the knower of all things and, 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 and be the strongest person and all of that. And yes, they do need to make strong decisions. There's no question about that. But a good leader can also allow themselves to be emotionally emotionally vulnerable as well. Perfect.
0: And I think even more so that's what makes a good leader, is to show the human side.
1: Yeah, but when we're talking about culture yep. and relating that back to culture, good leadership is about vulnerable leadership as much yep. as strong decisions and also opening up and understanding what's important to their people. I love it.
0: Because that allows people to connect at, at a more at a deeper level. That's human beings, you know, interact, social interaction and human totally. interaction. What was the name of that book again?
1: Brené Brown, Brown is the author, and it's Dare to Lead. Dare to lead. Dare to lead. Dare to lead. Gotcha. Lead. Okay, yeah.
0: love it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now I've heard of a couple of terms being thrown around with regards to this topic: intrinsic versus extrinsic values. Mm.
1: What's all that about? Okay. Well, again, we could we could do a whole podcast just on that, <laughs> right? But I, I, look, very simply, I think. Uh intrinsic is is what drives us internally yep. and, and extrinsic is, is what feeds us externally. Exactly. So from an external perspective, extrinsically what drives an employee is obviously they need money to live. Yep. Um, so when you and you know this when you're first recruiting somebody, the first thing is, well, how much is it paying? Absolutely. Um and you know you're you're in a negotiation with them to make sure that they feel satisfied. Yep. And I intentionally use the word satisfied there and not motivated. Yes. Um some people are clearly only driven by money yep. and that is their sole motivator but in my experience that's less so most people are driven from a satisfaction perspective by the money that, that, yep. that they earn um, and that's to a point and the example I would use is if, if you're on $100,000 now and you feel great because you were previously on $85,000 and I got you $100,000 yep. you'd feel great I feel but after six months 12 months well that just becomes your your status wage quo, yeah. your status quo and that's how you live and you know is is another is another five thousand dollars going to make a huge amount of difference to you? It might satisfy you, but it's not going to be a huge motivator. Is another ten thousand maybe not? Yeah. Okay, you know if you doubled your wage, it might. Definitely. But chances of that happening <laughs> is, is you know yes. not is this day and age. Exactly, but but so so extrinsic versus uh, intrinsic is really about um, so money only goes so far, and money is an ec- extrinsic. Uh, um, motivator and potentially intrinsic. But it's it's really about what is the company doing for me intrinsically? And you talked about this earlier on in the podcast around um, you know what can the what what are they feeding me? Is there is their coaching? Is there mentoring? Is there training and development? Um, what's my next step? And think about the real estate agent example. Yep. You know, what was his next step was well did my manager ever sit down with me and go, what's important to me? Yep. And go, well, what is important to you? Well what's important to me is you know, the language of selling or in a real estate perspective or or how to drum up more business or, you know, how to get a listing, but then how to you know but it's it's the training and the development and all of that sort of stuff, not the not the expensive suit and the and the petrol in the car, exactly. right? Not the, uh, the high level superficial yeah. stuff. But also you mentioned before around praising and recognition. Definitely. And that's that's super important. It, intrinsically, you know, sometimes the I, I, I talk about um Handshakes, fist pumps, and high fives, yep. right? Yep. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, is that enough? The pat on the back, so to speak, right? Um, great job, Darren. You've done a great job. And, and I just want you to know that I, I've, I've seen what, how hard you've worked. And you go, oh, wow. that means more to me than Absolutely. another $1,000. And with the
0: younger generation, more and more so, it means it's very important because the younger generation look for that more so than our generation.
1: Totally. You know, that's
0: how you motivate and inspire the new generation coming through because they have a lot of opportunities they have a lot of choices um, they want they want to feel like they belong they want to feel like they're achieving yeah. they feel like they're growing feel like they're contributing exactly. that's what that's intrinsic that's what brings people exactly to you and holds them
1: yep. for a long time exactly and so so we talk about providing positive feedback we talk about giving them meaningful and challenging projects yep. getting them to make decisions yep. so that they feel empowered and that's really an intrinsic type of thing. And so when people talk about what makes a great culture, those sort of factors is going, well, you know, my boss implicitly trusts me, right, three-legged stool, trusts me to make a decision, right, that I don't have to check in every time, that there's not this micromanagement. Because at the end of the day, the the, the, the team member can see their contribution um, and they're getting recognition of their contribution. And those are intrinsic values. Extrinsic, obviously, we talked about money reward systems bonuses all of those things but it's also the things like um staff
0: lunches staff uh, lunches the massages the the table tennis tables yeah memberships
1: yeah the drinks on friday and all of that i mean that all you need all that you need you need a good you need a good um external feeling of great vibe and all of that you need all that but at the same time you need the internal factors as well and they're just as important as the extrinsic i'd say
0: they might even be more important i mean Generally, if you have a company or a, you know, maybe a company with a slightly limited budget or a culture that's still building, um, having strong intrinsic values and an intrinsic core philosophy will still allow you to retain your staff more so than if you just concentrate on those other things.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and so important. Yeah. And, and often you can relate both the extrinsic and the intrinsic, right? So if you do have a table tennis table, what, what, what the company's saying is... We, want you to, we, we don't want it to be all about work. We want you to go out and have a breakout time. So intrinsically, we want you to have a bit of a work-life balance like that, as well. And and kind it of can work relate together. To both, exactly. Like right? together. Yeah. Awesome. So that's intrinsic and extrinsic.
0: Fantastic. Well, I mean, you know, to me, I could, I could go on forever, but this topic is absolutely fascinating and it's fundamental to anybody um, running, leading, building a company and even working in a company. You have yeah. to know... What you, what you need to expect? You've got to know what you want. Mm. You know, people have to, it's also about self-awareness. People have to sit down and think about what do they really want? Yeah. What do they want to get out of the next five years? And then they have to know how to communicate that and they have to make sure that they're aligned with the company that's hiring them or they're working for you know? yeah. And These conversations need to be had. Because yeah. you know, that, as I said, you know, a culture and your people are your biggest asset and if they're not happy, Everything breaks
1: down. Yeah, and I, and I think particularly, look, you know, we're doing this uh, a week or so before Christmas, and yeah. as we sort of think about tying up the year or next year, you know, no. I, I would encourage people that are listening to this to actually sit down. If you're a business leader, if you're a team, if you're a team leader, a supervisor, even a team member, to think about having this conversation with your team, with your with your organization. Go right. What are we about? Yeah. What what defines us? Um, and what makes us what makes us great as a culture? Um, to help us so that helps on a recruitment perspective but it also helps on every other level as well um, so, that we can, so we can start to um, improve those intrinsic and extrinsic values
0: 100% and even you know, as a recruiter I'm shooting myself in the foot by saying this if companies would build a culture that's that strong they would be able to attract more people to them without even using me you know, I'm even shooting myself in the foot by saying that but that is so powerful and I just want people to understand yeah.
1: that that's how this works it's so important Yeah, it really is. It really is. That's how this It's not just about the dollars and cents. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool. Well, thank you very much, Nick. That was uh, sensational. You know, as I said, we could go on forever, but I'd love to be able to leave this, you know, maybe a part two. Yeah, uh, let's do it. In the future. So if anybody has any uh, questions or wants some more information, please let us know. Um, Send me an email, darren at soulrecruitment.com.au or Nick, what's yours? uh,
1: Nick at Resolve HR, one word resolvehr.com.au.
0: If anybody's looking for a fantastic um, HR consultant, Resolve HR. So uh, probably our last podcast before Christmas, or maybe not. But um, uh, everybody,
1: thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Nick. See you later. Thanks for having me.